From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. Mike, my wife Jenny with us here. Hello. Hi. Hey, uh, of course, uh, a couple of big things, uh, two heavy things I wanted to talk about. Uh, one, one of which I kind of planned. Elephants and hippos? They are big. They are heavy. But uh, no, I'm talking like metaphorically, emotionally speaking. One, one I was playing throughout the week, and then um, uh, then Friday night happened, and that's kind of hard uh, not to talk about. We'll get to what happened with Taylor Hawkins here in just a few moments. But uh, just because life can be heavy and difficult and, and, let's face it, depressing at times, it doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. And I can think of a couple of examples with our family this past week. So before we delve into that, I mean, yeah, yeah, things aren't always going to be lollipops and unicorns, but there are cool things that happen in this world, and uh, some of them involve hair, don't they? Yeah, like shaving. Well, <laughs> I'm not talking about legs or faces here. Uh, I'm talking about like or you, anything else. Anything else? No, no, no. Like it's toes. A, toes. Yeah, yeah. We're not that. This is this is not an OnlyFans podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. No, I, earlier this week, you went to get your haircut and you take Lana with you. And uh, uh, Sam, she works at a place here in Fort Wayne called Pit Up Curls, and she does my hair too. She cuts it, and she does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. But um, this kind of goes beyond just doing a great job with a head of hair. Uh, explain this. Um, Hazel was really excited as soon as she walked through the door. Yes, our some- daughter, yeah. Yes, and uh, somewhere along the line, she was really sad because she realized she wasn't going to get her hair done. Yeah, you and Lana. Yeah, are. and I wanted to take Hazel with me because Mom was a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, she watched Logan, right? Right. Buddy, and um, yeah, so somewhere along the line, she was just really sad, and then someone noticed how sad she was and pouty. And you know, she's got those big baby doll eyes. Mm-hmm. And Sam said, Do you want some Anna braids in your hair? And she went, <laughs> Yeah, Anna from Frozen, yeah, Anna yeah, Frozen, because of course, Lana is Elsa, and El- and she got the Elsa braid, so. Hazel got the honor braids, and she took pictures of them, and, like, they They, they sto- were holding hands. <laughs> it was so cute. Maybe they stole the show at the salon, yeah. They did. Everyone was just in love with them. More yeah. so than me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no one well, can love my kids more than me. Yeah. It's, Not it's, even Grandma. Yeah, it's it's just you live with them, and you just, you've seen them through both good and, and, and temper tantrums, but... Uh, and uh, diapers. And diapers. And uh, I I think what I want to do, I'm, I want to post the picture of the back of their heads uh, to show the braids, and uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be on the Facebook page or the podcast page, but I definitely want to display it, because she did it's a great job. It's beautiful. It's great, yeah, yeah. And they were so happy in those pics, like it made my day at work when I saw that, when you sent that to me, and yeah. it was just it was very well done. And then, it yes, was so kind. It you know, was. It's little things like that that make life worth living. And and Sam is a very bubbly, very 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 gifted hair stylist. And if uh, if you're in the market, and I don't care if you're a guy or a gal. I mean, uh, if you're looking for a new place to get your hair cut, I mean, pin, and you're in Fort Wayne, pin up curls. You might want to look them up. It's uh, they do great work. And uh, I'm I'm still just on the fence uh, here in about a year or two when I take Logan in for his first haircut. Whether I'm going to ask Sam to give him a mullet or a mohawk. 
you know, he's going to have a Wolverine hair hairstyle. It's going to use a lot of gel, maybe some uh, hair mousse. coloring. Yeah, mousse, mousse, mousse. yeah. And maybe, maybe some hair coloring because he is a blondie right now, so. No, he can stay blonde. The blonde Wolverine, yes. yeah. Now, we, we took him, we took the girls to the downtown library Oh, yesterday. yeah, I forgot about that. That, that was, was really fun. fun. Yeah, and. It, it uh, was fun. Yeah, they have uh, in the children's section the aquarium. The kids love that. They love the little, uh, the, was it the treehouse thing? Reading treehouse. The yeah. reading treehouse where they climb up there. I was a little nervous because I counted on three separate occasions where I took Logan out of his stroller and I thought he was just going to hang out, hang loose with us. Dude <laughs> is bolting like he doesn't he doesn't care where he's going. He just yeah. he just wants to go and explore. Like just, that? <laughs> yeah, just as he's uh, doing here in the studio while we're talking. But what one thing uh, to kind of wrap it up as great as the downtown library is. Oh, and the little wooden playhouse. Yeah. Yeah, as great as it is, I mean, it is a two-man job when you take the kids. It has to be because there are some sketchy characters. Downtown customers. Yeah, sketchy uh, characters in the library that make use of the uh, free heating and internet. And uh, there was one section... To be honest, I would too if I was them. Right, but I think they get a little too comfortable, Uh though. Yeah, they really make themselves at home. Yeah, because like uh, Lana and Hazel like riding the elevator. They think it's the best thing. Logan since... did not like it. No, well, he's he... give him time. He'll grow to love oh, it. I know. I'm like, hey, this is a free like amusement park ride. Right, Lana and Hazel. What we went up in the uh, uh, the upper section, and uh, there were a couple of those downtown customers that we were talking about, and uh, there was a gentleman there. Sprawled out on one of the uh, the comfort seats with a table in front of him, like a little uh, end table, I guess. He had this big green knapsack like he was John Rambo walking the country, right? And he had a Rally's burger and uh, soda. You're not allowed to eat in the you're not allowed to eat in the library. And as we walk by Logan him, is just as outraged as we are. Yeah, as we walk by him. Me, you know, me and the two girls. I hear coming out of his mouth, like it was nothing, you know. And like, granted, belching's nothing, but like he's he's making he's acting like this is his bachelor pad, man. And it just it's kind of off-putting a little bit. Mm. But that was that was some of the fun we had uh, this weekend, just to kind of show life goes on and there's things to do. But um, when I came home Friday night, I was kind of in a bad mood. And, I, and, and, and I'm it not, wasn't because of the 24 bottles of soda you won. No, no. But um, Actually, what, 48? 48. Dang. Uh, yeah, I got free soda. But no, it was it was just some stuff going on in my mind. And, mo- and, and uh, Jenny talked me off the ledge, so to speak. Not like I was that despondent, but just kind of brought me back down to reality. And I had a burger. I had a beer. I, I felt better. Man, uh, people really give women crap for, like, eating chocolate and drinking wine and they're like oh i feel better it's more like i want beer and a burger oh i'm fine yeah for a guy it's it's wine and chocolate a burger and a beer uh but i sat down uh you you went to bed i sat down i was watching some basketball i had a book in hand just in case uh, any of the games became a blowout get a text from rob rob haywood a link from bro bible saying taylor hawkins drummer for foo fighters found dead at the age of 50 in columbia and i was just bro bible not necessarily I wouldn't say a news site, but I was like, are they sure? Is this one of those rumors where so-and-so's dead and they turn out to be fine? But I Google, and this was a story that was breaking within the first five minutes, and it was like, 
holy crap. Yeah. And um, it was surprising, given what I know about him, but it was also not surprising, given what I know about Taylor Hawkins. And I'll get into that here in a bit. Um, but uh, 50 years old, a drummer for one of the biggest bands on the planet that just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year. Yeah. Um, everybody I uh, that uh, was anybody in rock music talked about how um, how uh, big he was, or how uh, just how great of a person he was. He was uh, a tremendous, friendly guy, from what I could tell, and uh, he didn't really come off as somebody who would have issues. And like I said, we'll get into that in a moment. But like there was. Um, Rumors already because of his death, like, well, it must be something with the vaccine because Foo Fighters are pro-vaccine, pro-mandate. I'm not necessarily pro-mandate because I don't feel it's anybody's place to tell somebody, hey. Unless it's me. Uh, yeah. No, I don't feel like it's anybody's place to tell somebody what to do. Unless it's me. And, uh, yeah, um, but but uh, I didn't think it was that because I knew a little something about Taylor's history. And I think it was just announced uh, today that here um, we're recording Sunday that they found at least ten substances in his bloodstream. They oh, found they did, and they found all sorts of things in his hotel room, like hallucinogens, uh, uh, antidepressants, uh, there, there, some pot and alcohol, but that necessarily wouldn't be bad. But heroin, they found heroin in his so you room. Think he relapsed. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize this because, again, he doesn't have that personality. But back in 2001, he was in a coma for five days. Damn near died because of an overdose. Yeah, I remember that. Well, I mean, I don't remember it. Well, yeah, because at the time, it wasn't really a big deal. Like, I don't think Taylor Hawkins was quite the household name among rock fans as he is today. Um, and I do remember, I do remember it somewhat. I do remember it somewhat, but like it was just kind of brushed aside. Like you know, Dave's like, "Yeah, I had to wrap his knuckles about it a little bit." But they found all this stuff in there, and it was just heartbreaking to think about because again, Taylor does not have that persona that you necessarily associate with a drug addict in the rock realm. Because yeah. there, there are two types of out of control drug addicts in rock. There is the uh, the party animal a-hole motley crew model um and you know they lived hard and fast in the 80s and you knew they were on something just because they lived hard and fast in the 80s <laughs> and then there's the uh, withdrawn monotone almost robotic junkie that just feels like that they're not connected to this plane of reality and that would be scott wyland toward the end of his life and when scott wyland died it was one of the least shocking things for me to process like when i when i found out about him dying i was just like oh well it wasn't the same thing like tom petty or or chris cornell where it came out of the blue with with their issues because right. uh, i think i think tom petty had an overdose and it killed him and chris cornell uh we all know what happened with him yep uh but to kind of give you a background with uh, taylor hawkins uh i mean like he kind of came out of nowhere and became somebody because back in 95 after Nirvana pretty much dissolved you know you can't really carry on without the front man the, the lead you know Kurt Cobain oh, Foo yeah. Fighters put out the self-titled album and by Foo Fighters I mean 
it was just it was just Dave Grohl at the time. Yeah, he was he, he didn't know what the hell to do. So like he puts out this demo album, essentially, where he sings, he plays guitar, he plays bass, he plays drums, and um, he basically cuts this like kind of a Stevie Wonder thing where he does all the instrumentation and then he mixes it right. Then the color and the shape comes out uh, in '97, and you know he's adding the pieces to this band uh, that include Pat Smear, who played on "In Utero" for Nirvana as a guitarist. Uh, and just to kind of give you an idea of how tumultuous the lineup for Foo Fighters has been over the years, uh, Pat Smear left soon after that album came out. Uh, Nate Mendel uh, was one of the pieces as well to that band, and uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the drummer right now just because I'm highly caffeinated at the moment. Uh, but Dave did not like the drumming style of this particular gentleman. And so he promptly fired him and drummed on the color into shape. So, like, you, the drumming, even though you might see Taylor Hawkins in the video for Everlong, that's Dave's drum track on Everlong. They brought Taylor Hawkins in before they hit the road tour. In fact, I almost had a chance to see Taylor make his Foo Fighters debut back in high school. Uh, yeah. This uh, is new. Uh, because he was one of the added pieces, and like me and Mike Young were going to go see Foo Fighters when they came to what was known as Deer Creek back in the day. Yeah. But then he had car problems, so we didn't get to do that, and I didn't get to see the Foo Fighters till much later on in life. But Taylor Hawkins was brought in, and of all places, he was a drummer for Alanis Morissette. And you know, she had some alt rock cred at the time. A Jagged Little Pill was getting played on X103, but it was also getting played on. You know, the uh, hot AC stations because she was a crossover artist. She had some female appeal. Yeah. Oh, I love Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Very, very in your face. And uh, we, we all know the songs that she did. I mean, they were, were pretty well known. But you wouldn't think, you know, one of the world class drummers would. I mean, you, you have to be pretty good to drum for anybody. But I, you didn't realize how good Taylor was until, you know, he went on the road with Foo Fighters. And then he, his first album. Uh, when the Foo Fighters were a mere trio, was "There's Nothing Left to Lose" and "Lose and Learn to Fly" was the lead single, and it was it was kind of a jarring album at the time because it came out in '99, uh, just as rap rock and new rock were just dominating the rock scene and making it suck. Uh, but that that album, okay, I not, like new metal. Not all of it, but it was just it was so much of it. Like every <laughs> band had to sound like that, like rap rock or new metal. Foo Fighters sounded like something out of the late 70s, like on that album, like their album, Learn to Fly, like everything, like there were some rocking numbers, but it wasn't quite like, you know, Limp Biscuit or Nickelback, you know what I mean? Um, but Taylor stood out, and if, with Foo Fighters, you know, gaining popularity, and, you know, after that, uh, that uh, coma he had in 2001, you know, you talk about a hell of a second chance. You know, just just to be drumming for 20 more years with a band, you would think, hey, you know, we're getting all this critical acclaim, we're selling all these albums, we're selling out all these arenas, everything, you know, the Grammys, all this stuff. You think he would be happy, but for some odd reason, he fell back into it. And the the autopsy, I guess, this wasn't like. It, this relapse just happened because I guess they said that his heart weighed twice that of the normal average human being because he was complaining of chest pains earlier in the week. Like, he, he probably had been doing this again for a bit. And that's what's sad. You know, he was a married guy. He leaves behind three, uh, I think, three daughters. It's tragic. And um, I just, I don't know 
how somebody gets to feeling like that because you feel like you would think that somebody like that in that position would feel like they have the world so to speak what happens if you gain the world yet lose your own soul yeah very biblical yeah you know just uh i don't know and I, i'm still wrapping my head around that and there was a photo and i, I normally don't go in for paparazzi photos but uh i, I guess uh Today they showed the Foo Fighters, somebody took a picture of the Foo Fighters arriving at LAX. They came back from Columbia uh, where Taylor died. And you, and Dave Grohl's face just looked beat red. And he looked, he just looked hurt. Like where he is looked, that? Uh, is I, I did link it up on the Mike Davidson Facebook okay. page. But like he just, he looks hurt. Everybody just, they don't know what to do. And I'm thinking just by looking at them. And I'm sure they're not thinking about any, any touring I think this year is pretty much not going to happen uh and i'm not sure what they're going to do in the future because when it comes to something like that that's a touchy subject and foo fighters to me are that band that, that they've pretty much checked off everything on that list you have to do to be legendary you know um when acdc lost bond scott it was terrible but they were young and they found brian johnson and they cut back in black, and that was a huge album. Mm -hmm. uh, when Metallica lost Cliff Burton, you know, and they loved Cliff, they found Jason Newstead, and they were able to do Injustice for All, and they were able to do the Black Album, and that the Black Album helped them transition to a broader audience. But those bands were younger; they were hungrier. And I can still see Dave Grohl. And, and, and guys like Pat Smear still doing stuff in the music industry because you know, you're a musician, you love doing it. Yeah. But could you do Foo Fighters again? That That's going to be a tough question for them to answer when they finally get around to it. I understand they're not going to get around to it now, but they've done everything they can. And if they said, you know what, we're going to hang it up, that's fine. I did finally get a chance to see them back in 2018 with Mike, and uh, it is it, it, two and a half hours. It, I, and I had to come up to this decision. White Stripes, best concert I've seen in a small venue, but in a place like Klipsch or like you know in a basketball arena, football stadium, whatever, it's Foo Fighters because they two and a half hours of friggin' just doing it. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, the Struts opened up for him, and I remember um, midway through the Foo Fighters set, lead singer of the Struts came out, Taylor walked from behind the kit, and him and, and the Struts frontman were doing Under Pressure, they are doing a cover of Bowie and Queen, and Dave was drumming. And then there was this crazy-ass drum solo that Taylor did in the middle of the show where his platform's raising, and he's just beating the hell out of it, and I'm just sitting there going, my God, he's, on, he's just on another level. Because like he's just asses and elbows into this drum solo, and when I'm thinking about, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. I'm getting chills because I'm cold, but it's so pretty cool. It is pretty cool, yeah, and it is pretty cold here and outside. But uh, I don't know. It was um, like on, I, I don't mean to go on long about no, this. No, you should. It's very important. To it you. is very important because this guy was well liked, and like I said, he never came off in any of his interviews like a junkie. And he never came off as an a-hole. Like, every musician, like from John Five, who's been guitaring with Rob Zombie forever, to Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac, you know, Edge of 17. 
Like all these musicians from various generations just loved this dude, and he was still miserable. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel bad for his family. I feel bad for his bandmates. And I, you know, th- I just want anybody that's listening. Um, if you yourself struggled with an addiction and you've gotten yourself clean and sober, good for you and keep up that work. I, I don't know what it's like to be an addict or an alcoholic, but keep it up because just getting up in the morning should be worth living, you know, life worth living. Uh, if you are struggling with an addiction like alcohol, like heroin, like coke, like meth, like crack, I don't know, I do what you can to kick it. Find help, you know. Find better friends. Find, find, do whatever you can to fight it. Because, you know, it, sometimes you can tell when somebody's struggling. But when I looked at Taylor Hawkins, I thought, okay, he had the worst behind him, and he was just living the best life possible. And mm-hmm. ideally, he was. Yeah. But in the end, he probably didn't feel like he was living. So uh, R.I.P. to Taylor Hawkins. Our, our thoughts, our prayers, condolences to all that were in his immediate circle. Uh, I will just to give you an idea how uh, and this this kind of bridges into another topic that I wanted to make the main topic today, but of course that happened um, when I first came aboard. Ninety-eight-nine, the bear. You know, uh, gas man Matt Toludo brought me in. Mm-hmm. And I was green, and I was stupid, and I was dumb. But I, apparently I wasn't that green, stupid, or dumb. Because Gasman had, like, a couple of stints on this station. But when he came back, this was the first time he was a program director. And basically, at the time, the bear was in the toilet with ratings. It was garbage ratings. They, they were playing what I call garbage disposal metal. Where basically it's... And you can't hear the music. It's just loud. You know, that sort of crap. Um, and so he's like, you know, we, we got some work to do. And uh, I'm not going to say who this person was. But at the time, he pulled the music director into his office to talk shop. Because he noticed, and this is like mid-2000. No, this is probably 2014, 2015. He noticed that there were only two Foo Fighters songs in rotation for this station. Two Foo, and again, I told you, I saw Foo Fighters do a two and a half hour set, meaning they've got kind of a catalog, right? He asked this music director, so okay, why do we have all these crap bands in rotation, but there are only two Foo Fighters songs? Well, Foo Fighters never get caught on in Fort Wayne. And I thought, in the way Gasman told it, I thought, I wasn't there, but he said he practically fell out of his chair because at the time, Foo Fighters had just done two nights at Wembley Friggin' Stadium to a packed house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the band kind of had an impact, but th- this was some of the stuff that I would talk to about with Gasman, a.k.a. Matt Toledo, at great length when he was at uh, the Bear and he hired me, and I learned a lot from him. I don't know if I would go so far as to call him a mentor, but he was a great teacher, and he was fun to talk with. Even though every time we had an air check, I got nervous because I was like, okay, oh boy, this is the time he's going to fire me. What little did I know? <laughs> um, but 
you remember that story I was talking about a couple months back about the uh, sports talk guy out in South Carolina who lost his job because uh, he worked for Cumulus and they had the company-wide mandate policy. You get the vaccine or you're gone. And he said, I choose not to get it. And they go, okay, you get to do one more show. So he w- his last show was in his own garage, which, which marks the stupidity of this because you can do a show from damn near anywhere and they're telling this guy, you have to get a ma- you have to get the vaccine, and he lost his job, and it, and it sucked. But Cumulus was also the owner of ninety six Rock, which was the station that uh, Mister Toledo went to. Um, and I, I didn't know what was going on at the time because I hadn't really talked to Gas Man in a while, and I was just well, like, you're busy with your own life, and he's busy with his. But it was just like, but you're more busy. But I'm more busy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Because in the busy Olympics, I take the gold or something. Um, three kids. Three kids. Yeah, it is. One wife. One wife. Two cats. Two yeah. One one cat I like. So. Kitty pride. Uh, but but I was like, okay, Gasman's never been a big vaccine guy to begin with, right? You know, he just he, like flu shots, all that stuff, not his thing. You know, he's, he's, he's very skeptical about that, you know, whether you agree with him or not. And I was just wondering, well, how's that going to play out? Earlier this week, I found out that back in September, he left his job at 96 Rock because of this. He talked to, I think, his priest and his doctor. I'm sure he talked to his wife quite a bit because they've been together for, like, ever, ever. But Matt Toledo left, and uh, as of last week or a week before... He, uh, he joined up with another fellow person from radio. I'm not sure who this guy is. I've never met him, but uh, they're doing something called Freedom Ring, a podcast. And I am going to link this up to the Mike Davidson uh, podcast page if you want to give it a listen. I want to warn you, it's a little opinionated, but that's, that's, that's just that's be- because he's short and Italian. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great combo. Yeah, no, but he, why would that shock anybody that he's opinionated, though? I mean, that was, that was kind of his thing. Um, but I do want to link it up, and even if it's not your cup of tea, I just want to show you where he Speaking went. Speaking of tea, if you ever had like a, because um, I just tried this today, it was a uh, royal English breakfast with a shot of espresso. Mm-hmm. Really? It is so good. I've got to make you one. It is so good. Okay, I'm intrigued. Yes, do this after the podcast. This, this is a... i got to go shopping after the okay. podcast. Okay, do... Th- Okay, we're going to have to do this later because I don't want to stay up too late. But uh, I can make a decaf. Yeah, it's not the same. So anyway, Matt, uh, I, I'm glad you're in the podcasting game because, like, um, I all are welcome. All are welcome, except for those we hate. Yes, but I, I there is, but it's just one more person that I know that has been pretty much soured on the industry, chased out of the industry. You know, whether because of creative differences or because of personal choices. And I'm not a big fan of mandates. I don't care if you get the vaccine or not. You know, if you have the vaccine, you should be okay in theory. It does, a vaccine doesn't work because everybody has to get the vaccine. The vaccine works either because it takes to your body and it's supposed to do what it's supposed to do. But that's neither here or there. But the one thing, (sighs) the one thing that I took from Matt, there were several things. And it was just, I, I always liked how honest he was with me. Like, if he liked something, he told me he liked it and he meant it. If he didn't like it, oh boy. <laughs> um, but, like, I never felt like 
he was lying to me. And that's important. That's important to have. Are we hinting at something? No, not at all. Just if something went wrong, he told me. If something went right, he told me. But I think one of the best things he ever told me was when we were doing an air check. And I forget, it was an open bar. And I don't know what the topic was, but I remember him just kind of stopping tape looking at me. And he goes, do you feel like you have to say the punchline all the time? Ooh. And I was like, well, what That's do you... That's a specific question. It was. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, it just feels like sometimes you feel like you have to say the joke. Right? And I was like, well, I don't want people to think... Because you'll go, something, something, because blah, blah, blah. And then you laugh. Yeah. I do catch on to that. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, sometimes because, like, I, I want people to feel like I'm paying attention. He goes, well, that's fine. But, like, if the listener has the better punchline, let that be the out in the call, the bit. He goes, don't feel like you have to have the final word. It's just kind of something you have to feel out. You know what I mean? Because he didn't want me to be one of those that's what she said type of guys. And, like, it was it was just kind of eye-opening because it got me to think better in terms of how to interact with the listener. And it's a lost art. And, like, that really kind of, I think, changed the way I approached my show. When, he's at, when he asked, do you feel like you have to have the punchline all the time? You know? Sometimes, sometimes the best things happen by accident. You mean like Logan? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, are you going to have to talk to him if he finds this podcast in about uh, yeah, 13, 14 fault. years? Yeah. Well, if it's, if it's a happy accident, I'll take full responsibility for him. So, But, uh, Matt, uh, again, thank you for everything you taught me. And I'll say this, too. Hold your balls to Luda. Yeah, I will. That's what you're doing. Well, it's like yeah. five minutes. Well, he was he's kind of an important dude uh, to me. Well, uh, so is your son. Yes, yes, my happy accident. Uh, but I'll say this. The bear didn't end when I got fired. It didn't end when I went on sabbatical uh, the year or two before. And it didn't end when John left. It ended when Matt left because he was that last link to the old era of the bear where you play offense and you try to bring attention to the listener, and you bring them in. Not, okay, well, you know, if they want the tickets, text. It was basically, yeah. You know what I mean. I don't want to get too too into that yet, because that's a discussion for much further down the road. Quiet. Right. But, Matt, uh, wherever, you're down in Cincinnati. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. Oh, we should go see Newport Aquarium. Yeah, bring him along. No. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, Matt, I appreciate... Do you realize how much time we don't have to ourselves? I know. He's not going. Oh, come on. Okay, so we'll, we'll send you a text from New no. Ford, Matt. We love you. No. And, I uh, mean, yeah, but no. Yeah, but in, in all seriousness, too, uh, uh, RIP to Taylor Hawkins. Uh, it's it was, That last segment, I think, made things a little better. Uh, amazing what you can do when you hold somebody's balls. Until I, next... I don't know. I kind of want to leave. Yeah, well, it's time to leave. We'll talk to you guys later. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.